0: Welcome to Positively 365, a podcast by Joe Wattis. We wish to entertain, instruct, and motivate. If nothing else, hopefully we can entertain and inspire you to live a more positive life 365 days a year. We hope you enjoy this message. The keynote speaker was in such a hurry to get to the venue that when he arrived and sat down at the head table, he suddenly realized that he had forgotten his dentures. Turning to the man seated next to him, he whispered, I forgot my teeth. The man said, no problem. With that, he reached into his briefcase and pulled out a pair of dentures. Try these, he said. The speaker tried them on, but found that they were too loose. The man dug around in his briefcase again. Here, try these. The speaker tried on this second pair and said, these are too tight. The man didn't seem taken aback at all. He dug around in his briefcase again. Here, I have this pair, give them a try. The speaker smiled, these fit perfectly. He ate his meal and gave his speech without any further troubles. After the event concluded, the speaker went over to thank his benefactor and returned the spare parts. I want to thank you for coming to my rescue. Where is your office? I've been looking for a good dentist. Oh, I'm not a dentist, the man replied. I'm a funeral director. Why does he make me feel this way? What's going through my mother's head when she says such hurtful things to me? Can't my boss tell that his words cut me down and make me feel small? These are examples of our thinking sometimes when we feel hurt, ashamed, or angry. We believe that the other person is making us feel the way we do. But is it? Can someone make us feel a certain way? Can an event in our daily life directly cause us to feel a specific way? In fact, external events and people cannot make us feel any one certain way even though it may seem that way we enter into every situation with certain beliefs or expectations those beliefs and expectations directly influence the way we are going to end up feeling about the event or person for example Suppose a hundred airplane passengers are unexpectedly given parachutes and instructed to jump from the plane. If the physical situation alone could cause emotions, then all the hundred people would feel the exact same way. But obviously, those who regard skydiving positively are going to have a different reaction, very different from the others. In other words, Our beliefs and expectations about a person, event, or situation directly influence and cause our feelings. They are not the result of or inherent in the situation itself. Others do not cause our feelings. We cause them ourselves. When we come back, I will share some more thoughts on how we choose our feelings and I will close out today's podcast with one of my favorite illustrations from a great religious leader. But first, here is today's trivia question. Name the actress whose career began at age three and who went on to star in films such as Contact, Maverick, and Silence of the Lambs. welcome back did you know the answer to today's trivia question which actress began her career at age three and starred in such films as contact maverick and silence of the lambs the answer is jodie foster the fact that others do not directly cause our feelings actually turns out to be great news this means that we have some control over our feelings much like we have control over the other choices in our life. Your feelings come from your thinking. This does not mean that if you tell yourself everything is fine that you will have no problems. Then you will feel fine and your problems will disappear. It's not really that simple. Sometimes people glibly give advice such as, worrying doesn't do any good, so why worry? Such advice is usually very unhelpful since anxious people don't know how to stop worrying. A person's belief system triggers the negative emotion, whether that is anger or worry or sadness. If they are ever to break out of this pattern of thought, they must question this belief system and the assumptions that it makes in a moment. I will share a story from one of the great spiritual masters who lived 2,500 years ago. Siddhartha lived some 2,500 years ago. He is more commonly known today by his title Buddha, meaning Enlightened One. Buddha was long known for his kindness and compassion. He was always gentle and loving to everyone. One of his disciples thought that he was a total fraud. The loving gentleness of Buddha was fake and he was determined to prove it. The student designed a little experiment. He decided that the next day he would get up on the wrong side of the bed. He would be mean, nasty, vicious, and hateful all day long. We will see just how loving this Buddha is when he is surrounded by my hate and my anger, he thought. The next morning came and the student began the day being mean, nasty, and hateful. In response, the Buddha was only kind and loving. The student continued with more nastiness and more hate. In return, the Buddha was only more loving, more kind, and more compassionate. By lunchtime, the student finally gave up. He asked the Buddha, How do you do it? I know that I have been mean and nasty all morning long. Instead of losing your temper or patience with me, you've been only kind and loving in return. Just how do you do that? The Buddha looked at him and answered his question with another question. If someone gives you a gift, but you refuse to accept it, to whom does the gift belong? Now, to understand this question, I think back to my Aunt Clara. As a young child, when we would visit my Aunt Clara, I knew that she would end the visit by trying to give me $5 to go buy some ice cream. I also knew that when Aunt Clara attempted to give me money, I better not accept it. My mom would tell me, don't you dare take Aunt Clara's money. She's on a fixed income, and she can't afford to give you any money. You better not take it, no matter what. And then my mom would be able to tell me that again, just by looking at me. So Aunt Clara would try to give me the $5, putting it in my hand and in my pockets. I would not accept it. It would fall back into her hands as I pushed it away. If Aunt Clara gives you a gift, but you refuse to accept it, to whom does the gift belong? If I refuse to accept Aunt Clara's money, which I always did, it remains my Aunt Clara's money. Now, back to the Buddha question. If someone gives you a gift, but you refuse to accept it, to whom does the gift belong? In the case of that mean student, if someone gives you the gift of their rage, anger, and hate, but you refuse to accept it, to whom does that anger, rage, and hate belong? It remains on them. If someone is unkind or hateful to us, we can refuse to accept this. We can refuse to be unkind and hateful in response. We can choose loving kindness, and this will prove that the unkind hate remains with them. And so next time you are feeling down about someone or something and how it seems to make you feel, just remember that the hurt, pain and distress you feel is in your hands. And so is the solution.